2: She That was a good one. That was a good one too. Yeah. Pop, pop, as Strick would say.
3: Yeah. Where's old Stricky today?
2: He was in Miami and altitude right now. then he was wow. in England and now he's going to Dallas. Yeah. We don't really
0: know. He's in Amsterdam right now.
2: <laughs> he's he, Kevin, you'll know what this means. He's doing strict things. Yes. He's doing strict things. Strick is as Strick does. I think <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. So what's going on? What do we got today? We How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. I'm doing it's good, good to see you. This is our last thirsty Thursday. Evening. I know. Well,
2: see, I wasn't going to bring that up, but now that you brought that up. Now we can reference it. That's just sad, Kevin. This is a, this is usually the best part of the week. You know, everyone's kind of coming down to the wire. Just got to get through Friday, get some liquid courage going in for the, the second hour of old school. It's It's a good time.
3: Thursday starts the weekend, baby. That's right. Yeah but uh, well congrats on on your new gig. I appreciate that, we're going to we're going to miss you for sure. Not to not to be too sappy, but uh, you know I I feel like you're 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 one of us now. So Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to
2: not let that
3: relationship... going
0: on. Go, it's like it's like a family member going off to college, getting their first big job. <laughs> that's right. I know, you but know. it's thanks
2: to you guys. I mean, you guys have made it awesome, and and Kevin, we appreciate you coming in as always, and you've now made me a wine guy. So hey, I that's... will credit you for that. You said you were you've always made someone a wine guy. So I, I've done the show with
3: literally every employee that's ever been had at the ticket, <laughs> and uh, and. Most of them who didn't start out wine guys end up becoming
2: one by the time they're done. I so. am now. I prefer red wine too, which is weird. At a kid, I don't know how I feel. At a about kid, a- I don't a- know. How Austin, I feel are
0: about. you a, are you a wine guy? I would be lying
2: if
4: I said I was communion wine. That's about right. what I got right All now. All right, here we yeah. go. Yeah. So next man up. Next project. Next, that's that's right. right. Next man up. That's right. That's
0: it's right. Good, it's good luck to be a, a wine guy, Austin get to moving on up like uh that's right you become a man, a man sure made. that's, that's right.
2: right something like that all right kevin what are we looking at today? so what do we got
3: so lincoln's newest brewery is called corn coast and they're located over off of around 14th and yankee hill area and uh, uh they just became available in cans uh here at the shop and so i thought i'd bring in corn coast because you know i always want to support local as much as possible and uh, they've got a great little spot, cool little tap room, and make some really, really good beers. And uh, this one uh, won some awards. Mm. It's what they call a citrus soaker, which is a double hazy IPA with 100% citra hops. And and basically what makes an IPA an IPA, it stands for India Pale Ale, is the uh, uh, the dry hopping. And, and what that is essentially is at the end of fermentation, they add dry hops to the, uh, to the beer to... Um, up the alcohol content a little bit. It <laughs> also <laughs> adds some bitterness, but
2: how about that? Yeah. Now
3: we're how, talking my language, yeah, Kevin. That's right, that's yeah. right up his alley. A little smirk over <laughs> there. How, uh, <laughs> how it got started was the, the, the merchant ships that were traveling from England to India, and they would trade for spices and tapestries and things like that. Well, the local beer would spoil, um, because they didn't have, you know, hmm. sanitized bottles and things like that. And, um, and there was one brewery along this, pathway that uh, uh, made their beer a little bit differently that up the alcohol content and uh, so it was a traditional English pale ale but they started calling it an India pale ale because of their trips to India so the, the beer was never actually made in India it just had to do with the ships that were traveling to India to, to trade and uh, so that's essentially how it got started um, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of hops but citra hops are one of the most prevalent and most preferred in doing an, an IPA and then, uh, and then this is a double IPA. So they actually uh, ferment it twice, and 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 again ups the alcohol content from a, a normal like five and a half, six percent, usually into that seven to eight percent range. Um, and uh, you know, this one's kind of it's definitely cloudy, has kind of an almost looks like orange yeah. juice, and uh, kind like a mimosa. almost. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And it's and this one is not a real bitter IPA. No. It's it's kind of a sweeter style. Um, and they can use lactose uh, to to sweeten it up and, and cut some of the bitterness as well. Uh, but it also has to do with the amount of oats that they're using, what the malt bill is, um, all that kind of stuff, and and when they actually do the hops uh, will dictate how uh, fruity or or dry or bitter the hop blend is. And so this is kind of a sweeter style.
2: Well, I've always I'm glad that you brought this one in, Kevin, because I've always been curious. Like it's it's pretty citrusy. You can you can taste it. How do they get that taste? Are they putting actual fruit into the concoction?
3: No, that actually comes from the hops itself. Okay. And, um, in different hops will have different flavor characteristics. That's one of the reasons why they, the citra hop is more popular is because it gets at that citrusy taste. It, I think also that's like, yeah. why it's named the, the name that it is. Right. Um, but there's literally like a hundred or more different varieties of hops and, uh, um, they're all related to each other. They're actually related to the hemp plant, believe it or not. Okay. And, uh, there it
0: is. Uh, So, is. Uh, <laughs> they, like they're like yes. these little
3: pine cone looking things. They're about the size of your thumb. Um, and uh, what they do, they once they pick them, they dry them and then they, uh, they pelletize them. Uh, so they kind of get compressed into these little pellets. But what gives the hop its characteristic is these little sticky... Uh, yellow flower stamen, they're called lupulin glands
2: inside of the hop, and that's what gives the hop it, its character. How long did it take you to learn all of this stuff?
3: I learn every day, man.
2: See, I was mm. I was trying to throw you off right there and be like, I'm going to get them right here. Never been able to get them.
3: The, uh, you know, it, it's been my full-time career for nearly 25 years mm-hmm. uh, in the wine and, and liquor business, and the crazy thing is is that you never – learn everything there is to know all you do is open doors into areas you didn't even know existed before so it's like the more you learn the less you know and um then i i feel like i learn every day it's so awesome. that's the fun
2: part of the job it, it is fun old, and it's know. always fun what you bring us too so move- <laughs> what? what are you smiling at <laughs> Jaden? Uh,
0: what yeah, i'm just you just a- i'm enjoying myself yeah i know it's you thirsty are. thursday
2: yeah, exactly. that's why i need strick here strick's always enjoying himself on thirsty thursday
3: that's uh, something yeah, like that. He, he, <laughs> straight, that's an understatement.
2: He's
3: enthusiastic. He, let's say. just say he
2: likes Thirsty Thursday to say the least.
3: Jay's got to go co- coach basketball tonight, so he's not participating. So it's taking that. That's
0: interesting. It does look good, though. It is good.
2: You try. Yeah. You should try a sip of it.
3: No, no little,
0: I can't do that. you we'll gotta be, you got you to ex- exercise some discipline, Nate. you got to be
2: on your A game. I'm exercising business, no discipline. Right. you would be out
0: there, teeth all red and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a go, foul, boys. That's a foul. That's a foul. That's right. He said he drank grape juice. You know? That's right. Something <laughs> like that.
2: All right, Kevin, what are we looking at here? It looks like a Strix pick. So, yeah, it kind of is. is um,
0: right?
3: This is called Mouton Cadet. It and It delicious. is a uh, French Bordeaux, which the Bordeaux region is sort of the southwest part of the country of France. And uh, they can use up to five different grape varietals to make the the wine from. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot are the two big ones that they, uh, occupy the majority of the blend. And then there's three others: uh, Cabernet Franc, which is actually a parent grape of Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Petite Verdot, and Malbec are the other the others. And those are generally more just blending quantities, not you know the majority of of the uh, the wine itself. And the region is. Essentially shaped like a banana. And the reason it's shaped like that is because of the river that runs through it. It's called the Gironde River. And the further north you are, the, most of the vineyards are located on the left side of the river. Um, and the soil types are more suitable for Cabernet on that side. Well, the further south you get, the vineyards jump to the other side and the soil. Say goodbye to your credit card
1: rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at
0: regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Types are more suitable for Merlot. And so um, it's what they call the right bank and left bank, respectively. Okay. But uh, usually on the left side, there will be around 55% cab, maybe 40% Merlot, and then 5% of the other three. On the right side, it's going to be reversed. Usually, you know, almost. 70 80 percent merlot and then 20 percent of the others um but this is uh from the rothschild family which is one of the most famous and prestigious uh wine producing families in in france and uh, they're they're most famous for what they call their premier grand Cru estate it's called chateau mouton rothschild and uh, uh basically back in 1855 the french set forth to delineate the chateaus and the vineyards that had the greatest history of quality and prestige. And uh, so there were only five that got that premier grand crew designation. And, and what a crew is, it just means growth. Um, it's almost like, a, I mean, it's just a category, right? So um, it's like, uh, you know, that would be like majors. And then you got triple A, double A, single A, except they call them first growth, second growth, third third growth, etc. Uh, So there was only five first growth estates that they thought were prestigious uh, and historical enough to receive that designation. So um, this family is one of them, Chateau Mouton Rothschild, there's Chateau Lafitte Rothschild, Chateau Margaux, Chateau Hobrion, and um, uh, now I'm forgetting the fifth one, but I got four out of five.
2: (laughs) 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 Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Well, Kevin, I got to ask you. So red wines... This one, you can tell us how much it costs. But what is... Because that's that's the one thing I still have not been able to decipher. I've learned quite a bit from you. But I still have not been able to realize like why some wines are more expensive than others. Because I think that you can taste the difference, but I never feel like the cost of it goes into that.
3: So, a lot of it has to do with quantity. So, the fewer the bottles produced, obviously, than, um create a product that is more handmade, more attention to detail. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into that. Number one, where the grapes are grown. That's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some areas in the world that are better vi- suitable uh, for vineyards or high-level quality wines than others. Um, the size of the barrels that the uh, the wines are put in, the uh, the number of years aged in the barrel what type of oak they're using are they using french oak american oak slovenian oak um and then even when you get within those categories there's subcategories of barrels that have different grain widths and things of that nature um and so a lot of it is uh artistry talent prestige location uh all of that goes into it and then you know but i will say Once you sort of get beyond that sort of $75 a bottle price Mm -hmm. point, sometimes you're no longer buying really what's in the bottle. You're buying some uh, component of either collectability uh, or prestige um, Mm -hmm. because you sort of run out of what you can do from a quality standpoint at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, so if... Like, say, as an example, let's just take Yellowtail as an example. Everyone's heard of that. It's got the cute little kangaroo on the label. You can buy it at every grocery store in the world. Well, what happened in Australia is that they experienced a really big boom in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and they were pa- planting a new vineyard literally every 48 hours, trying to capitalize on the on the popularity of Australian wines. And the reason Australian wines became popular was because you got a consistent quality bang for your buck value and and they had a they had a flagship grape called Shiraz or you can call it Syrah Shiraz and Syrah are the same thing and what happened was you got a bunch of people trying to capitalize financially off the wine business that didn't really have a passion for it Mm -hmm. and so the quality went down because they're planting grapes all over the place and just you know and so what happened there was a glut and so what they did was they came up with this You know, I mean, what do you think of when you think of Australia? Kangaroo, right? So they were buying up all this extra bad juice that no one could do anything with. They put a cute little kangaroo on the front and and it shattered every record there ever was. But what happened was (laughs) what put them on the map in terms of providing good value in terms of quality for the buck took them off the map because now they were making trash. And uh, and so. It went from being the fastest-growing wine industry in the world to now the slowest. Um, really, and and so, you know, when you start talking about quality, um, there are no shortcuts. And, and when you try to take shortcuts, that that interferes with the quality. They also started uh, fermenting these wines and basically almost like, look like a cement truck. You know how those the big cylinders they spin on yeah. their side. That well, they created this rotary fermenter uh, that was basically a big cement truck, and they. And so instead of allowing the wine to sort of sit and ferment and do its thing, they're just stirring it up by rotating it, and uh, you know it created this this product that was plasticky and just not very good. And uh, but they were trying to churn out this juice so quickly um, that they uh, they lost sight of quality. So. Uh, All of those things come into factor, but um, like I said, once you get on beyond beyond that $75 to $100 price point, you're really not gaining quality. You're gaining more prestige and collectability.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Kevin, Steve says, "Awesome, welcome to Thirsty Thursday." You'll be a wine guy soon. That is true. That okay. look at me. I'm looking forward example. to it. Nick is getting there slowly but surely. Nick's getting there. Yeah. Uh, he says, "I became a wine guy just a few years ago." Uh, Kevin, you are very good at making people a wine guy. So people want to come check you out. Want to come know what they're looking at, what they're looking for. You you can help them out with that. Absolutely.
3: Yep. We're uh, we're located on the corner of 13th and South and. Just, I mean, if you want to come, pick our brain, or, or say, you know, hey, I'm, I, I, I haven't really had a wine that I like. Which is what do I do? Where, or, where should do I, I start? Yeah. You know, or I, I did have this one that I liked. You know, what, what else can, can I try? Um, the other, uh, the other thing that we just started is, uh, we are doing an annual fundraiser, and what we do is we hold back our hardest to get bourbons. So if you're a whiskey guy, which is whiskeys are huge right now. Mm -hmm. We hold held back our hardest to get bourbons in, in 2022. And so we have 27 bottles and, and we, for every pair of socks you bring in, you get a number for a chance to be able to buy these really rare and hard to get bourbons. Um, at a fair retail price. And, uh, so last year we collected 15,000 pairs of socks for the city mission. We're doing that again. Wow. So if you're a, a whiskey guy, you know, we've got some van Winkle, we've got, uh, um, gosh, Elmer T Lee. We've got, I mean, a, just, there's 27 bottles of these really hard to get whiskeys. And so, uh, that's going all at January. Okay. And that's a, a fun thing to do, uh, to get a fair chance at being able to buy it. And, and also, uh, do something good for the community. So, like I said, last year we collected fifteen thousand pairs of socks for the city mission. And they were blown away. It's their, their number one most requested item, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we're doing that
2: all all January as well. That's awesome. Uh, if you can tell us one more time what we have today. Uh, anything else going on in the shop?
3: Yeah. So what we are having is uh, beer wise is uh, called Corn Coast Citrus Soaker, and they are Lincoln's newest brewery and uh, uh, Chateau Mouton Cadet. Um, from bordeaux in the southwestern part of france the wine goes for under 20 bucks i believe they're 18.99 and uh, the citrus soaker is a hazy double ipa that does not drink bitter it it has that nice citrusy quality to it and uh, it's just a good tasting beer
2: absolutely well kevin one more time you can let people know uh your location and i'll go ahead and let you close it out one more time too so you're not closing out the show you're just sending us to break i only have one more time i can do this Kevin. Yeah, we're located at the corner of 13th and
3: South. You can reach us at 402-476-1518. But coming back after break, old school <laughs> with DP and J, but no DP, just Jay. Nate uh, in Austin. Nate in Austin. Yeah. 93.7 The Ticket. 93.7 The Ticket and 93.7TheTicket.com. Check us out on all the uh, various medias